Episode 81. A few travel tips to make your life much easier on the road. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. And welcome to The Game Changers. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. So good to be with you, Jason Jennings. Uh, Dale, it's great to be back with you. So I'm taking a quick break in packing my my luggage because I jump on an airplane at 5.30 tomorrow morning. And uh, I, you know, I think... Welcome, I, welcome <laughs> to my world. Yes. So you've flown, what, 10 million miles over the course of your career. Last year, I did. I legitimately, on the airlines that I can count, on, on United, on Delta, on Lufthansa, uh, on American Airlines, on Virgin and Singapore... I, when you add them all up, my lifetime flight mileage, since they began counting it, uh, went over 10 million miles. Wow. So you put just a few miles on every year. I figure there's no better person to go to than uh, you for a little travel advice on what I need to be doing in preparation for that very early flight. Okay. Well, uh, I, I, I've got a bunch of them. And here's the promise. Uh, the promise is if, if a listener is just starting to travel on business, I, I think you can find value out of every one of these. Uh, if somebody travels quite a bit, I promise you, in 10 million miles, I've, I've come up with a couple of tips that, that will make your life easier. And even seasoned travelers, uh, I, I think they'll probably have landed on many of these, but uh, I, I think they'll, there'll be something here for them as well. Fantastic. Well, let's just dive right in. All right. These are in no priority order. This is a series of notes that I began writing myself over the years to remind myself to do. One of the most important, and this has saved my behind so many times, go to the bank and get $101 bills and $25 bills. So it's $200, put them in an envelope, stash them in your backpack, stash them in your purse, your briefcase someplace, and then don't use those dollars or $5 bills for you. Use these for tipping the people who go out of their way to make your life easier. Let me give you a perfect example. Several weeks ago, I was checking into a hotel, and the person checking me in was just incredibly gracious, incredibly welcoming, incredibly nice, and so bubbly. And I looked at them and said, you know, I know people always leave a tip for the housekeeper, but I bet people in the front desk don't ever get tipped. I said, here, here's $20. I just want to thank you for being so incredible. And they said, well, I'm going to thank you by giving you an upgrade. <laughs> and I wasn't looking for an upgrade, but you will find these $101 bills and $25 bills indispensable. Just stash them away. So do you have a rule on on tipping. So the person who carries the bags, uh, the amount for each. Uh, yeah. Everybody gets five bucks. I mean, for doing almost anything with the exception of the housekeeper. And some people are going to think this is outrageous. I think it's the hardest job in a hotel. And I was going to get to this one later, but we'll cover it now. I leave the housekeeper, not only a $10 bill every day, but I leave a short note in whatever language, whatever the country is. So if I need some help on Google Translator, and as I did in France a couple of weeks ago, because my French is kind of rusty, or in uh, Colombia, uh, Bogota a couple of weeks ago, or wherever I am, and, and very often in Spanish, because many of these people are Spanish-speaking people. So just go to Google uh, Translator, put your little three or four-line note in, it'll translate perfectly. And you can't believe how much it's appreciated by these people. So, so my rule of thumb uh, is, is generally uh, $5 for almost everybody and, uh, and, and 10 bucks for the housekeeper. Okay. Next on the list. Uh, next on my list is download Uber and Lyft and use them. Talk about saving money. A couple of months ago, I was flying into Minneapolis uh, for a speech. And so my trips entailed Minneapolis airport to my hotel in St. Paul. The next morning, uh, a car 
to church across Minneapolis, back to my hotel from church, that evening to another hotel in Minneapolis for the reception, back to my hotel, the next morning from my hotel in St. Paul, back to the big hotel in Minneapolis, and then to the airport. The total charges on Uber were like $156. Now, by comparison, if you arrange a car service at the Minneapolis airport, I mean, it's a 15 or 18 to 20-minute ride, it's going to be 100 bucks. I mean, uh, download Uber and Lyft and use them, and you're going to save an incredible amount of money, and you're going to meet some of the most fascinating people you'll ever meet in your life. I was I was going to go there. So, have you ever had a bad experience? I have never had a bad experience because I jump in the car with a good attitude and I say, I don't know how long it's going to take us to get to where we're going, but I love Uber drivers. Tell me your story, and the moment you say, "Tell me your story," you're going to hear a story. I've never had a bad, I've never had a cigarette smell in a car. I've never had anybody drive dangerously. I've never had anybody with a sullen attitude. Never, never. I've I've just never had a bad experience. I'm with you. I've had aspiring authors and former professional athletes and people who have uh, are making money to have an, an extra nice vacation. I mean, the stories just go on. I actually had a person who was deaf, could not yes. hear, but yes. had a new world open for them because of this. So I, I'm a huge Uber fan, and, and I've never had a bad experience. They've always been tremendous. But you've got to get in with that idea. I want to hear your story. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, number three, download Hotel Tonight. I'm very careful about downloading apps. Uh, I mean, I, I don't have as many apps as a lot of people, but download Hotel Tonight and be adventuresome once in a while. Uh, when I think back to how boring my life uh, was, I mean, a car would pick me up at the airport. The car would bring me to my hotel where I knew I'd be staying. I always stayed at the same hotel in Atlanta, the same hotel in Chicago, the same hotel in New York. And there's something nice uh, about staying in the same place for a while. Uh, but you know what? Who needs a car service? I mean, unless you want to make yourself feel important. And hotel tonight, you get into a city and all of a sudden, here are all the hotels that are available and here are rooms that were four, five, six hundred dollars, and they're now one hundred and twenty-five, one hundred and eighty-nine, two hundred and ten dollars. You end up saving yourself a bundle of cash, and you have a new experience. I love Hotel Tonight. So it's just an—I've never heard of it. So this is all new. So it's just an app, and it pulls yep. up whatever hotel room is available closest to you. Uh, yeah, yeah. So let's say you land in uh, Chicago, and you just uh, open the app, and it will list everything they've got special and featured that day. And there'll probably be a list of about ten hotels. And I'll always say, and there's all the pictures of the interior of the hotel, all the amenities in the hotel, and was $449 tonight, $215, and six nights is six left. Click, buy, you're in, like Flynn. And, and the concept is they just need to get these rooms filled because they're yep. excess. Okay. Yep, yep. Uh, number four, and if people haven't done this one, uh, they need to have their head examined. Enroll in the following programs. Get pre, get global entry, and get clear. Now, everybody probably knows what pre is. This means that you're a pre-screened traveler. You go to the pre-line. Global entry is if you're outside the country coming in. I was coming in from out of the country a couple of weeks ago in Houston. The estimated wait time was like two and a half or three hours to get through customs. I was through customs in 30 seconds. You just put your card in. You put your fingers down. I mean, you're printed a slip of paper and you're out. And uh, it's like $100 for three years or something. I mean, all, it, it takes an hour to fill out the application, but it's incredible. However, uh, because there's some challenges with pre, a couple of days ago in San Francisco, everybody's ticket was being printed out at the ticket counters with pre on it. So there were thousands of people in the pre-line, and they shut down the pre-lines. And here's the big one. Get clear. It's, it's like $100 again for a year, $100 for three years. It's not a lot of money. And what you do, when you walk through an airport, you look for the clear station, you walk up, 
You put your index finger down, your picture pops up on the screen. They say, Mr. Jennings, let me take you to the front of the security line. So, I mean, if you're going to maneuver your way through airports in the coming months, enroll in pre, global entry, and get clear. And one of the things you'll find is American Express. If you're an American Express card member, they'll pay for it. Oh, really? They will. Okay. They will. Now, clear, That's is that a TSA product? Like, uh, no, like it's a pre-check? private company that okay. works alongside TSA. And so it's a private company. They're not in as many airports, but the number of airports they're in is growing every day. And you could just, as you look through security, you just look up and you see the little blue sign with white letters, clear. You walk right up uh, and put your index finger down, your picture pops up, and they take you right to the front of the line. And it's, and it's inexpensive. I mean, oh. uh, it's an indispensable uh, savings for anybody who travels. No kidding. All I can tell you, pre-check has saved the day for me so yes. many times. Yep. All right, next up. Next, uh, I saw someone do this seven or eight years ago when I started doing it. And I ha- so I, was, I got bumped up to business class, and I'm sitting next to a guy, and he comes on with his armload of magazines from the National Enquirer to Modern Bride to Modern Hunter magazine to House Beautiful. And I looked at him and I said, what in the heck are you reading? And he said, you know, I learn more. He said, every time I go on an airplane trip, he said, forget books. He said, what I love to do is go, in the, go to the newspaper store or the newsstand, and I like to pick about 10 or 12 magazines I've never read before in my life. And he said, I learn so much stuff from reading these magazines. He said, it's, it's better than anything I've ever done. So, you know, I, I started copying him. And so I, I go in and I clear out 8, 10, 12 magazines and buy them, and I, my reading is set. And you know something? There's not, one airport, uh, there's not one airplane flight where I don't learn four or five things that I'd never considered before in my life. And then you can just leave the magazines in the And leave the magazines for, for somebody, somebody else. else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, next, get to the airport two and a half hours early. Security is troublesome this summer. And, you know, you want to make life easier on yourself. And so what's wrong with getting to the airport early? I mean, getting through pre or clear, buying your armload of magazines and comfortably relaxing in the gate area or in a club lounge and uh, answering your emails, texting the loved ones, and just, you know, you're not sweating it. I've always said I don't want to drop dead of a heart attack in an airport. So get there early enough. <laughs> and you say two and a half hours. Really? I, I want to be there two to two and a half hours. I, I, I do. And it's going to be a necessity in the summer of 2016 while traveling domestically in the United States. Okay. Yeah, especially when you start thinking about the pre-check lines yep. getting yep. closed yep. down because so many people have pre-check. All right. Ready for another one? I am. Okay, order the food you want, and I'll give you an example. If you, in most hotels, I love to begin my morning with a big fresh fruit smoothie. And if you look at the breakfast menu, there's no smoothies. And uh, if you ask them if they have smoothies, they're going to tell you they don't have smoothies. And, and, and if they do, it's going to be some concocted thing out of a bottle. Yucky. So the easiest thing to do is to go to the breakfast buffet, get this huge, huge, overwhelmingly large bowl, bowl of fruit, plop some yogurt on top of it, grab a glass of fruit juice, and uh, call the, the waiter or the server over and say, look, you must have a blender. Can you take this back and throw a couple of ice cubes in and make me a smoothie? Nobody has ever said no. Nobody has ever said no. So <laughs> You've outsmarted the, the process. Pardon me? You've outsmarted the process. Yeah. I mean, just, uh, yeah. I mean, it's the easiest thing in the world. And I, I'm not going to look at a room service menu in my room because I'm going to gain weight if I look at it. And so when I call down and say, I want uh, like asparagus, I want a piece of grilled chicken, and I want a green salad, they can come through for you. And uh, so eat what you want and eat healthy when you're on the road. So important. It is. All right. Unless, next... you, unless you want to weigh 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 exactly. extra pounds, I'm not willing to go there. Uh, the next one is this. When you're checking in, uh, ask them, uh, do you have anything available on the club floor? And, and how much extra would it be? 
Uh, I find on average to stay on the club floor, that's generally the top floor or their status floor, it's an extra $25 to $40 a night. However, what you get for that is you get your breakfast during cocktail hour. They, I don't want the booze, I, but they put out just a delightful feast. They're generally open for coffee and sandwiches in the middle of the day. Tremendous savings on food costs by staying on the club floor. And that's for most hotels. Uh, that's most. Do you have a club floor is the first question to ask, and how much extra would it cost to stay there? Okay. It's, it's w- well worth the money. Next, uh, something I have learned uh, in my years on the road is clean your room. Don't uh, count on the housekeeper to do it. Uh, buy yourself some disposable wipes, uh, preferably with Clorox bleach, and uh, throw them in your bag or your backpack or your briefcase. And when you get to the room, do the remote, do the door handles, do the telephone, because they are not cleaned and sanitized every single day. Anything you're going to touch, just give it a quick wipe. It takes say, about three minutes to clean a room. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in, be sure you hit the light switches. And, and the light switches. Yeah, anything you touch, anything, anything you're going to touch, touch, just clean it. And it takes three, four minutes. I mean, it's, it's a fun thing to do. Next, no mini bar ever. Just, I mean, that is the biggest ripoff, I mean, that the traveling public has ever seen. Uh, a couple of weeks ago in Columbia, they, they had a little tiny bottle of nuts there. I mean, it must have been about three or four ounces of nuts. It was 15 U.S. dollars. Uh, there was no way. So just stay away from the mini bar. Don't get tempted. Four dollars for a bottle of water. Yeah. And that's cheap. Uh, next. <laughs> next. Never stay in a hotel without a gym. And what I've asked, what I've learned to do is if I'm booking the hotel in advance, I ask them to email me a few pictures of the gym. Because if you ask a hotel if they have a gym, they say, oh, yes, we have a gym. And you show up, and it's one teeny tiny little room. The heaviest free weights they have are 10 or 15 pounds. And there's one treadmill, and they call it a gym, and it's completely unusable. So don't stay in a hotel without a gym and ask the hotel to send you pictures. Next, security concerns. And we've only got a couple more because I know we're running out of time because I can feel the pressure from you. Uh, Stay in the back of the house, a low floor, and have an escape plan. I mean, you absolutely have to do it. Stay in the back of the house, low floor, have an escape plan. Uh, in the in this time, I mean, we've got to be ever conscious of what's going on around us, and that's the best way to get out of the hotel. But I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you on this one because how how does that conflict with the club floor? Well, if I'm well, because I don't stay in a lot of high rise hotels because I don't like them. So in most of my hotels, the club floor is the third or fourth floor. Okay. I, I I don't stay in fifty and sixty story hotels. Don't okay. do it. I have no interest. I, I was in a hotel fire once. Never going there again. Uh, next, and we've got a couple more. Check in online so you don't need to hang around airport lobbies. They are easy targets. So just check in online, have your boarding pass on your phone, get there, get through security, and then you can feel safe. The final couple are this. Jet lag, I've never had it. The reason I've never had it, eight bottles of water a day when I'm traveling internationally, and I never take a nap. I adjust to the new time. I mean, when I get there and I pretend that's my time, if you start paying attention to it, it's going to lay you low. One of my favorite ones, and there's two more, one of my favorite ones is, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And I've always said to myself, you know, if I'm in Boston the next time, I want to go and see this. Or if I'm in Chicago, I want to go back to the Museum of Science and Industry. Or, I mean, if I'm in Columbia, I want to go go to the Gold Museum. Well, you're not going to get there. So what you need to do is get smart. Go online, find out what there is to do, and buy a ticket for a museum, an art exhibit, a park, uh, a garden, or something. And as part of every one of your business trips, do one thing. And, and I'll tell you what, you look pretty cool to other people when they say, well, why don't you come out and have drinks with us? You say, you know, I can't. Uh, I got a special ticket to the museum at 4 o'clock. They have a special exhibit, a Van Gogh exhibit that I've always wanted to see. So you get smart, 
you use some time, you learn something, and you look really bright in front of other people. And the one thing that I've done in this vein is I have challenged myself to never turn on the television in my hotel room. And I spend quite a few nights in a hotel room every year, not near as many as you, but it is really been fun to see how much better my time is and I get to do the stuff like that because otherwise you just settle in and before you know it, you've burned through two or three hours or more mindlessly watching television. Right, right. So the TV never goes on in the room. Exactly. And finally, uh, this is a big one for me. We've already talked about being disciplined about food, but listen, be disciplined about booze. Uh, you know, I'm not a teetotaler. I love to have a cocktail. I love to have a glass of wine. There's no problem. But I'm not going to have one with a client because loose lips sink ships. And uh, so when a client says, come and have a drink, I say, well, I'll come with you for a few minutes, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have club soda. Oh, you don't drink? No, I'd love to have a cocktail. I'm just not going to have one with you because I don't drink with clients. They'll end up respecting you. And I mean, the number of people you see slammed. Sometimes I get into a hotel at 8 or 9 or 10 o'clock at night People are slammed on their butts, falling out of the bar. And you go, look, uh, that's not the way you want to be. So uh, nothing wrong with having a glass of wine. Nothing wrong with having a drink. I mean, but uh, don't mix it with business. Well, I'm in the interest of time, I'm not going to recap all 17 of those points. You can go back and listen. It's a great podcast to load and listen on your next flight, as a matter of fact, if you want to write these down. But uh, definitely thank you, Jason. These have been tremendous, and we would ask folks to go online, go into iTunes, rate the podcast. Hopefully we've earned five stars. While you are there, please write a short review, just a sentence or two, talking about what the podcast means to you, how it's helped you be better, maybe even change your life, since that's the name of the podcast. Uh, This is The Game Changers. And uh, any other final words for us, Jason? Sure. Uh, buy a book. Support an author. Um, so <laughs> if, uh, if you haven't read The High Speed Company, read it. If you haven't read The Reinventors, uh, read it. And uh, there's a lot of stuff. We don't spend a lot of time talking about my books. But if you think the stuff in the podcast is worthwhile, there's a lot more of it, I mean, in the books. Tons and tons and tons of actionable advice taken from the world's best entrepreneurs, companies, and leaders that you'll be able to use. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much. And this is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Go out and make it a great week. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.